Hello, my name is John Schaefer and welcome to The Wealth Show from CityWire. Today I'm speaking with Dan Romanoff, Senior Equity Research Analyst at Morningstar. Thanks, Dan, for joining me. Thanks for having me. So today we're talking about Microsoft uh, and its push into AI. So Microsoft recently made a, a big investment into open AI. Um, do you think that was a good bet? And, and when is it likely to bear fruit financially? Uh, well, of course, I think it was a good bet. Uh, it was a way for Microsoft to sort of instantly propel itself to the leadership position within generative artificial intelligence. Um there's only a handful of competitors out there. So uh, from that standpoint, Microsoft is sort of immediately one of the leaders. Um, when is it likely to bear fruit? That's, a, I think, a more challenging question. But uh, you can already see Microsoft beginning to infuse its entire portfolio with open AI uh, sort of themed versions. So uh, already there is a GitHub uh, Copilot, which is a tool that helps software developers uh, generate code automatically based on some prompts from the user, which I think is very powerful. Obviously, it makes your uh, software developers much more efficient. Uh, so that's one example of a product that's already out there. Uh, it's priced at, uh, there's two flavors of it. One is $4 a month for each user. One is $20 a month for each user. Uh, so, you know, there are, there are, GitHub already has hundreds of thousands of users, so you know you can sort of start doing the math on what the penetration might be, uh, and and that will, I believe, earn a return for Microsoft. But you can see it in other areas as well. They famously had a uh, a Bing event where they you know introduced a new Chat GPT infused Bing search and a new Edge browser. Uh, very compelling versus you know sort of a traditional experience, uh, a lot different than. Uh, what even Google, the leader, was sort of doing at the time, just in basic search. And this is just a few months ago. So, so that's another example of a solution that is out there. But uh, Microsoft has announced a number of things. They've announced um, Microsoft 365 Copilot, which is basically uh, the office suite with Copilot infused in it. So generative AI in Excel and Word. So it's just really powerful. And, and uh, some of these models just, there's a product announcement. It's in closed beta. There's no pricing, so it's it's hard to get a sense of um, how big those might be. But I think it's uh, it's pretty obvious that it will be priced to earn a return for Microsoft. And given the extensive reach of Microsoft, that the adoption ultimately will be high, even if it takes a couple of years. And it's Microsoft was widely reported to have spent about around ten billion dollars. Um, for a forty-nine percent stake in the company, um, do, do you think that was good value? Uh, it, you know, in a vacuum, you see the price tag, and you're like, "Holy cow!" A company that generates zero revenue, basically, and they're going to get ten billion dollars for half of it. That's uh, it seems it seems a little punchy, pricey, and maybe yeah. even crazy. Yeah, it's just. Uh, it's hard to get your arms around, but at the same time, your Microsoft, you know, your market cap is in excess of two trillion dollars. You have, you know, you have plenty of cash on your balance sheet. So, um, the pricing in that vacuum doesn't matter all that much, I don't think. Uh, but when you start, so, so they've, got, they've essentially GP, got they've got money to burn here. It doesn't matter. 
Uh, they've got money to burn, yes, but but even once you start playing with the product and sort of getting a sense of the power of just ChatGPT, like the basic interaction that you and you and I can have with a large language model, once you do that, you see how powerful these tools are, and it becomes pretty obvious uh, rather quickly that you know these are real products. This is a real solution that is going to make a difference. So uh, I I don't think it was far-fetched really, especially that like there isn't, there isn't an open AI, you know, there isn't a product like this that's already out there. So you, you're going to get a first mover advantage. Uh, And you also tie up open AI to use Azure exclusively, which, you know, if you fast forward five years, all of these, uh, ChatGPT and OpenAI instances are running only on Microsoft data centers. I think that is going to be powerful for Microsoft as well. How much could ChatGPT boost Microsoft's valuation? By I mean, we're currently looking at a market cap of sort of nearly two and a half trillion dollars for Microsoft, and and it's one of the tech companies that uh, has actually been fairly resilient um, over the past year. I mean, shares are up over twenty percent. Um, compared to some of the other tech majors that have sort of floundered more, more, more recently. Um, you know, how much of a boost to valuation could there really be from this? Well, uh, I guess that's always a $64,000 question. Um, you know, I did an analysis based on the announced products uh, that Microsoft has already sort of made public and the closed betas and stuff that they have going on. And uh, I came up with a number that was in the 20 to $25 range um, of potential upside, yeah. uh, but there's a lot of unknowns there. I mean, you don't even have pricing sort of named for most of these solutions. So it was, it was really just a way to sort of frame the opportunity for investors. Uh, but, but, you know, so Microsoft already trading at around $325 a share, you know, another 20 or $25 a share in value. It's not really earth shattering. I don't think it's really what people would expect. Um, you know, based on all the hype, I think maybe people are looking for a double or something. So, but, so, uh, you're, so you're saying perhaps between a five and ten percent uplift, if that? Uh, yeah, that, I mean that's our preliminary analysis. But I yeah. think just over the coming few months, as like pricing on Microsoft 365 Copilot, for example, becomes you know known, uh, that will change. Undoubtedly, will change the calculation. So. It was, yeah. Uh, a figure like that is just to sort of help investors, you know, get an early read on on uh, the potential impact. Could, could there be a potential negative impact for Microsoft? There's obviously a, a lot of ethical concerns surrounding AI at the moment, um, and, and it could be sort of putting itself into the line of fire by this investment. Uh, that that is an interesting question to to kind of dive into, and I think the answer is. Yes, there could be a new set of problems that Microsoft or other AI sort of vendors were not really contemplating. There definitely is a lot of fear. If you read the press, uh, you, you know, you kind of get a sense that there's a, a world that's going to end hmm. feeling around, you know, generative AI, these very powerful AI instances. Um, so you, you see governments around the world taking action. Italy, for example, temporarily ban the use of uh, chat GPT sort of, you know, within the country and others are doing similar things or contemplating sort of similar moves. So there definitely is a fear, Um, you know, and there's, there's broader fears as well. Like, well, it's just going to put certain, you know, groups of professions out of 
you know, out of work. Uh, that's a fear that a lot of people have. And I think there's ethical concerns around uh, sort of the deep fakes, you know, using someone's likeness without their permission, sure. you know, from a, from a image generation, there are tools out there that open AI, open AI has called a uh, Dolly is the model for that. It is, it is very powerful also. And, it's easy to see. You could just use it to create, you know, a, a likeness of your favorite artist and have them uh, delivering a message that maybe would be, you know, wholly against the things they actually stand for. So uh, there, there definitely is a potential for risk. Um, Microsoft generally has flown under the radar of governments for the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years since they had their mm -hmm. browser issues and, uh, you know, all that back in the earlier 2000s. Uh, and just recently with Activision, you see government sort of putting Microsoft back in its crosshairs. So uh, it's not really an enviable position. And uh, th there are real risks from this as well. So that's going to be another very interesting thing to see how it plays out. I just saw Elon Musk and sort of other tech CEOs sort of like very vocally, you know, saying we need to slow this down and sort of wait, uh, you know, there's better safeguards in place. So. So yes, there are risks. And those risks could mean a more detrimental impact on the share price than, than the potential uplift, uplift there. Yeah, I, so I think that is I think that is possible and that would probably be a little a little longer term, right? Like we'd have to see the products released and in use and sort of, you know, sort of what they can produce. Um you know, so then you would start getting the revenue, the financial benefit already, and then the risk would follow. Hmm. I don't think the risk is going to lead here. How far behind Microsoft are the other big tech firms on AI? I mean, are the likes of Alphabet really that far behind? Um, yeah, I, so I, I think you're right that, um, like, Google... They have Bard, you know, it's sort of the chat GPT equivalent. Um, it's substantially the same, I would say, from like, you know, from a consumer standpoint. If you were to play with any one of these um, AI models, you would have a similar experience. Uh, they're not going to answer the questions exactly the same, but you get the gist of it. Um, so, you know, so the answer to that one is, the headlines have all been grabbed by Microsoft, and there's definitely a perception that Microsoft is the leader. And I, and I think more realistically, Microsoft is a leader. Uh, and so, you know, Alphabet is is uh, who you named is definitely sort of up there, and they have similar solutions. Um, Amazon is working on similar things. I think the one thing that I should not get lost on anybody is the fact that you need hyperscale computing power to, you know, to make AI happen, just to be powering all the AI instances that are out there. It is, uh, it takes, you know, pretty sophisticated uh, semiconductors and, you know, and just like massive uh, processing power to uh, make it work. So um, the, the, the list is short of who's going to uh, be a leader, but I think right now Microsoft uh, and Google are, are the big ones. You know, you can throw Amazon in there. They're doing some things as well. Um, you know, there are there are other companies, yeah. Sure. I mean, obviously, we saw NVIDIA reaching a $1 trillion valuation this week um, on the back of the AI boom. And, you know, aside from Microsoft, which firms do you think are going to be sort of the ones that really benefit from this latest AI boom? 
Yeah, so so NVIDIA is in a unique position in that uh, their chips basically are sort of training all of these models at this point. Uh, you know, I think Google and uh, Amazon both have created their own uh, chips that are sort of a better use case than just a general GPU for training large language models. There's other chips, like these are all ASICs. There's other versions that are used for the inference part of AI, which is basically just after the model is trained, then you're using the models, and that's that's the inference part. Uh, so, um, so both of those companies are sort of well-positioned. Well NVIDIA... Uh, they, you know, they kind of have the market cornered more or less right now. So, you know, hence the, the big step up in the stock. Uh, so I think they're obviously already benefiting. They have been for a while. They are, you know, for the next couple of years, is, is it's there hard much, to imagine. Is there anyone much competition catching. from AMD or Intel? Uh, I don't think that there is much competition, but I, I think we would be foolish to, uh, to not expect them to, you know, to, to start delivering more, uh, yeah, you know AI grade chips within their own portfolios. Yeah, um, I, I think as you look at some of the software companies, you see like Adobe, for example, a couple months ago already announced uh, Firefly. That's its uh, its own proprietary large language model for image generation. Uh, another very powerful, excellent tool uh, that they demoed. Amazing technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, ServiceNow has has. Uh, has said that they have their own proprietary model. So I think that the larger companies are going to be able to introduce um, generative AI on propri- based on their own proprietary data that will sort of help differentiate them in the near term. Um, yeah. and, but, and are, you know, it's expensive, so you know, it's going to take bigger companies to do that. Sure. And, and are the semiconductor companies a, a good bet to, to get exposure to this trend? I mean, you know, the likes of ASML, Taiwan Semiconductor? Yeah, so I mean, Taiwan Semiconductor, they are obviously building all of these chips. They build all these chips for NVIDIA. I think they build uh, Google. I think they build Google's chips as well. So um, just by virtue of that, they're they're involved in this. But it's kind of like Microsoft. Their portfolio is so big, and they're doing so much for so many other people. It's a little hard to move the needle. Um, so you know, in this semi world, Nvidia is is the big winner. But you're right; I think Intel and uh, AMD in particular are going to be uh, sort of chasing furiously. And uh, you know, there's obviously great engineering talent. So I would expect them to have you know be- better uh, introductions in the coming probably two years, sure. if not less. What are the main risks that investors should be aware of when investing in these AI-related stocks? And, you know, is there too much hype over AI at the moment? Uh, yeah, I would, I, I definitely am a little cautious on just the amount of hype, right? Like this announcement with Microsoft and OpenAI in particular, that was in January. And if you, if you were paying attention to the stock, the stock didn't really move all that much. And Microsoft, uh, as you pointed out, was performing relatively well anyway. It was sort of a you know a, a harbor in a storm during a really rough 2022 for software stocks. Uh, and Microsoft really started to work better. You know, software has generally worked this well or well reasonably well this year. But Microsoft put up a great fourth quarter late in April, and that or you know, that was their third quarter, but it, the stock really started to move after that. So, mm. uh, 
you know, the market seemed to shrug off the open AI investment, even as like the headlines were capturing the attention of, you know, everyday consumers about like the power of AI. So um, there's definitely a lot of hype around it. And the number of client calls I get around it are uh, definitely an inflection upward. So uh, there's a lot of sort of visibility on this topic right now. But yeah, I think we have to be careful not to get... Um, too excited about like what the financial implication is because again, OpenAI went from zero revenues. I think they were they said that they did fifty million dollars in revenue last year. They expected to do, uh, I think it was a a billion dollars in revenue next year. So like yeah. it's a huge growth, but at the same time, it's so, a and, you know and, for and they, and they managed to sell the company small. for ten billion for half of the company. It's a pretty good deal. <laughs> Right, all you need for, to do is create your own uh, AI model. That's the thing, yeah, that's the get-rich-quick get scheme, isn't it? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that that is a phenomenal overnight success, and I think, you know, some might might see, see it as sort of bubble territory because of that. It, it, you know, it's uh, very much stretch valuations on, on something that maybe hasn't come to fruition yet in terms of revenue. Yeah, right. And then we, you know, we touched on the risks too. Well, what if all of a sudden you have the rest of the EU following Italy's lead and said, well, we're just going to pause ChatGPT. Um, you know, so there, there are risks to the financials here. Um, and you know, just AI more generally. So like I said, I think that you'll see products out there before, before the reins are really put on. So you know, it's hard to just start outlawing something before it actually, you know, is is, is proliferating. So uh, I think that you know, some of this is we just have to wait and see. We're, we're you know, we're at the very early stages of this. Sure. Well, Dan, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure to join you. <laughs>